This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. specifically just murder (laughs) um i'm sure we just wanted to start out uh by talking about this super awesome virus that's um bearing down on all of us right now that's at the top of all of your minds um i uh don't turn it off because i'm not going to scare you um i'm an eternal optimist and you know while we should be taking this thing very seriously you should stay home as much as you can um, practice social distancing, wash your hands, clean your phone, etc., etc. Um, Hoard toilet paper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> I will do nothing for you except for keep. But anyway, um, yeah. Don't don't take all the toilet paper. Please learn to share during these hard times. I think it's very important to learn how to share. But I did want to start out by just saying a few positive things. Um, I do for better or for worse, believe that everything happens for a reason. I do think that this is happening for a reason. I think that, you know, the economy, the environment, government, etc., you know, there are like there are some very serious lessons that need to be learned right now. Unfortunately, those lessons are going to be learned at the dear expense of a lot of people. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping that at the other end of this thing, we come out a better world. And in the meantime, you know, please share Please help minimize the suffering of others. If you are able, you know, if you have something that someone else doesn't have, please reach out to them and give them the opportunity to um, make it through this with as little impact as possible. Um, We are going to be okay. We will get through this. This is just temporary. And in the meantime, Sadie and I will try to give you as much content as possible to keep you sane uh, because we all know we're going to be leaning on our podcast extra hard for the next few months. So um sadie has two kids who are suddenly at home all the time so (laughs) uh, we'll do the best we can to get some extra recordings out but in the meantime take care of each other please feel free to email us if you feel scared if you need some crazy uh optimism despite the feelings that are uh, the scary feelings inside that's my specialty Mm -hmm. um and i'm i can't say it enough we are going to be okay just be smart take this thing seriously and we'll get through it Mm-hmm. I read a, uh, something along the way here that was talking about how people with anxiety uh, have been working towards this their whole lives, so it doesn't feel like that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good, that's such yeah. a good point. I have serious anxiety, yeah, and so do I. Yeah, um, I think most people do, and yeah, you know, I think it's funny it's sort of a relief you know i've talked about this before on the podcast it's like the horror horror is not the monster horror is the anticipation of Mm -hmm. the monster and i think that um we've all sort of been feeling this building for some time now well basically since trump was elected (laughs) um so in some ways it's like a weird relief that it's finally here because now we can focus on what to do Mm -hmm. um and I have seen a lot of like beautiful things come out of this, you know, the people singing in Italy during quarantine, uh, people reaching out and helping each other, um, stores limiting, hoarding, you know, there's, there's a lot of, 
I think I think for the most part, people are being the best their best selves right now. So absolutely. Um, yeah, there's a lot ahead of us, but I think there's also a lot to look forward to. And when I feel scared, I just focus on. Um, oh my God, it's gonna make me cry. <laughs> I just focus on, you know, the beauty in the world. Yeah, yeah, and why this why this is happening. So, I know you're all like, "Go, we get it. It's fine. We don't touch each other." <laughs> um, <laughs> give me so, the sweet murder, please. Yeah, give me that sweet sweet murder I came here for. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we got a good one today. I uh, before all this virus uh, stuff was happening, I was thinking a lot about how to explain the fact that. Uh, today's case is my quote-unquote favorite because it's <laughs> it's about Munchausen's by proxy. And like, it's a very strange thing to claim as your favorite kind of murder <laughs> because it's so fucked up. I mean, mm-hmm. but it is fascinating. And I was talking to some friends about it. Like, how do I tell people that Munchausen's by proxy is my favorite? And I said, you know, Sadie and I are going to do a story on Munchausen and my friend in the back of the car goes, oh, that's my favorite before. I <laughs> so I know I'm not alone. If you're feeling like extra giddy about Munchausen's by proxy, welcome. Welcome, friends. You're in, a, you're in the right place. Um, yeah. yeah, this is a uh, very rough story, but also extremely fascinating. So with all of that being said, take it away, Sadie. Thanks. Yeah, I was, uh, before I really got into the meat of the story, I was thinking sort of the same thing, like, ooh, this will be, f- quote, fun. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, guess what, guys? It was not fun to it's read not about. fun yeah. reading this story, like, no. really kind of put me in a mood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to put it out there so I don't say it over and over again. This one is around the death of a five-year-old, and I am a mother of a five-year-old, so you can just imagine that it hit me in all the right places. Yeah. <laughs> Super. I was feeling really down all week uh, over the last two weeks, actually. And then I finished researching and writing the story, and I felt a lot better. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <clears throat> that was what was going on. <laughs> um, but luckily, most cases of Munchausen's don't end in, in death. Oftentimes, um, the children are do survive, uh, which is nice. <laughs> <for them. laughs> uh, this one, unfortunately, uh, the outcome isn't awesome at all. Um, no, it's but awful. But most of the time the children are able to be removed from the situation and uh, the abuse is, is stopped. Yeah, we could probably all thank Gypsy Rose for bringing the, mm-hmm. the munch to the forefront of people's awareness mm-hmm. so that yeah. more interventions can happen and these poor kids can be separated from their mothers. Right. Um, so before we get into the, the case in particular that I'm going to cover today, I'm just going to talk a little bit about Munchha- Munchausen's in case... There's people that live under rocks and don't know what it is or where it came from. Yep. Um, so uh, Munchausen syndrome was named after an 18th century German cavalry officer named Baron von Munchausen. He was a man who traveled widely and was known for his dr- dramatic but untruthful stories. In 1951, Richard Asher described a pattern of self-abuse where individuals fabricated histories of illness These fabrications most often led to complex medical interventions, hospitalizations, and needless surgery. Uh, He remembered Baron von Munchausen and his exaggerated tales, so Asher named this condition uh, Munchausen syndrome. Munchausen syndrome by proxy was created by a pediatrician, Professor Roy Meadow, in 1977, 
Uh, and the difference here is that this refers to the child uh, being made the subject of a made-up illness by the parent, usually the mother. They found that the parent with Munchausen syndrome by proxy was motivated by uh, trying to gain attention from medical professionals, usually in particular, but friends and family as well. Um, so they would create these false medical issues uh, to gain attention. So just to kind of recap, if you have Munchausen's, you make yourself sick or you pretend to be sick to get attention through medical mm -hmm. care. And if you have Munchausen's by proxy, you make your child sick or your mm -hmm. grandchild sick um, right. to get attention through their medical care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, research has shown that Munchausen by proxy is most often carried out by women, specifically mothers. So the other interesting thing that's happened with Munchausen's is that as the internet became available and more popular, and social media in particular, they're finding um, that Munchausen's by proxy has shifted, mm -hmm. uh, where the, the parents aren't, or the mother isn't looking f as much towards the hospital staff for attention, but they're really... Um, finding a lot of satisfaction by getting the attention from the people that they that follow them on social media. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing for them is that they can change hospital, you know, or doctors and still bring their social media followers. Um, so they're wondering if there's been a rise of Munchausen's because of social media. Oh, no doubt. And so as we get into the case, uh, that I'm going to cover. I usually start by talking about the victim, but this time I'm going to do it a little differently. We're going to talk about the mother of the victim mm -hmm. first, and then we'll we'll get into the details. Uh, I started to research this case. We're going to talk about uh, Garnet and Lacey Spears today, and uh, I found a really wonderful book that is called My Sweet Angel, and it was written by John Glatt. Uh, it was like 400, over 400 pages long and really detailed. He did a lot of research and interviews with family and friends. And if I could have just sat and read the whole book to you, <laughs> I would have. Uh, it's definitely, if you're interested in this case and knowing more, there's a lot of details that I just didn't have time to get in there. But even so, this is going to be a very long case. So we're going to do it in two parts. And hopefully we can get it out to you uh, sooner than a week. I got nothing but time, guys. That's right. <laughs> I'll just lock my kids in a bedroom. <laughs> so oh, she got Munchausen's <laughs> doing reporting on Munchausen's. Oh, no. um, yeah, but before we get into the details, this case does cover, you know, it is about a child and uh, it is not easy to listen to. So if you're particularly sensitive around cases against children, um, this might not be the best one to listen yeah, big to. Time. So yeah, I usually begin the cases by talking about the victims, but today I'm going to do it a little differently and talk about the mother of the victim first, because so much of the story depends on who she is and where she came from. Mm -hmm. um, it helps give you a better picture of why she would do these awful things to her child. So today we're going to talk about the murder of Garnet Spears. Um, his mother was Lacey Elizabeth Spears. She was born October 16, 1987, at the Castle Air Force Base in California. She was the youngest of three of her siblings. Um, soon after Elizabeth was born, the base where the family lived closed down, so they moved to Decatur, Alabama, to be closer to their extended family. Lacey's parents both suffered from chronic illness while Lacey was growing up. Her mother had type 1 diabetes, and her dad had celiac and Crohn's disease. Mm, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. As a child, Lacey loved playing with her dolls and could play house for hours. 
Her best friend in kindergarten, Mallory McWhorter, said, quote, Lacey was very outgoing and fun. I remember in school playing dress up with dolls and playing house. Mallory wasn't allowed to go play at Lacey's house. Uh, her mother had a funny feeling about the family mm. and was scared to let her go there. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. The one time Mallory persuaded her mother to allow her to go to Lacey's um, to play, it ended badly. Oh, no. They were playing house together. Uh, Mallory had picked up one of Lacey's dolls and Lacey tried to strangle her. What? Yeah. <laughs> she said, quote, I was scared. It was a bad situation. Boom. She just put her hands around my neck. Good God. Yeah. Uh, when Mallory's mother came to pick her up, she was shocked to see bruising on Mallory's neck. Mallory told her mom that they were only playing, but her mom took it as, quote, something's up with that family. She was never allowed to go back. Yeah, that's good parenting. That's yeah. A sound call. <laughs> yeah, it's a good reminder, too, when you have that feeling Yeah, um, as parents to, to really listen to it. Absolutely. Uh, as she grew up, Lacey was described as a good student and was popular with her classmates. They gave her the nickname Lacey Bug. As a teenager, Lacey became known as someone who would tell fanciful stories, uh, which became increasingly far-fetched as time went on. Uh, some examples is, you know, she would tell people of being really badly injured one day, but then be fine the next. Mm -hmm. Examples of like broken legs and sprains and, you know, that would magically heal. Yep. She also often would tell people she had anorexia, uh, but would eat normally. Mm -hmm. The summer before she started high school, she told friends that she was pregnant. Then a few, day, a few days later, she claimed that she had an abortion at the local hospital, but the hospital uh, did not perform abortions. Yeah, it's an important detail to suss out before you make that claim. <laughs> yep. One of her middle school friends uh, named Jessica Kyle remembers Lacey showing up at her house late one night. She was very upset and told Jessica's mother that she'd been molested by relatives and was too afraid to go home. Uh, Alabama Department of Human Resources was called, but there was no record of any investigation into the claims. Lacey's older sister, Rebecca Spears, maintains that she had no knowledge of Lacey ever being molested. Uh, quote, we had a chap happy childhood as far as I know. That's not true. I don't know why people would not uh, would say that or think that. Yeah, that's rough, man. That is a hard thing because you always want to believe the kid. And you should always believe the kid. And then you get, anyway, I'm not going to make a comment on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I think in most cases you just, you always, always believe the yeah. the victim of of crimes like that. But then you um, have this little sociopath in your house. and Right, <laughs> right. And we're going to see too that this continues throughout her life. Yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, making up stories that have no, no evidence. There's no evidence of sexual assault or harassment, um, but it's definitely part of her, what she does. Yeah. Um, in high school, Lacey got good grades and looked to her teachers for attention. She was not very popular with her cl classmates. Many of them thought of her as um, a, thought of her as a suck up. She was more concerned with her teacher's approval than her peers. So after graduating high school in 2005, Lacey moved into an apartment with her sister and got a job at a local daycare center. She impressed her coworkers with her boundless enthusiasm and energy. She would happily care for up to five babies at a time. Um, she often worked 12-hour days, and it wasn't uncommon for her to volunteer to take a baby home with her if the parents had to work past daycare hours or on the weekends. That is terrifying. I know. And she wouldn't charge extra for the care either. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, she would 
tell strangers while out with the babies that she'd care for on the side uh, that they were hers. And she would post daily pictures of one baby in particular on her MySpace page, pretending to be his mother. That just gives me chills. So <laughs> freaking creepy. I know. Uh, on the baby's first birthday, she posted over 300 pa- pictures of his birthday party. Um, and when a mom, oh no, I'm sorry. When a friend commented on the pictures asking if Lacey was the baby's mom, she said yes. Oh God. And so nobody was like intervening at this point? No, Mm-mm. it was sort of just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was early internet still, early mm-hmm. social, very early social media, but yeah, that's a pretty big red flag. Yeah. Uh, Lacey would also take the daycare babies to local church services. She would tell the church church staff that she was the mother of these children and would receive items available for mothers in need. Oh, no. Uh, many of the children she cared for would suffer chronic ear infections. Um, mm. One baby had 21 ear infections in one year. Oh, my God. Yeah. And when they weren't being cared for Lacey, the infections would clear up and wouldn't return. Oh, my God. I really hope that... I mean, I can't imagine that person doesn't have some sort of permanent hearing loss as a mm-hmm. result. Yeah, I mean, 21 is like That's about two a, two a month, which is just constant. Oh, God. Uh, Lacey would sometimes tell friends that she was engaged to a police officer named Blake. Um, but friends found it odd that there were no pictures of Blake in her home or online where she was so active. In February 2008, Lacey started dating her downstairs neighbor, a man named Chris Hill. Mm-hmm. He described their relationship as more, uh, quote, neighbor with benefits. He would try to get to know her, but she mostly she was mostly cold and distant. He said that she was more interested in children than anything else. Uh, she would show up at his apartment a few times a week. They would eat dinner together and then have sex. She never asked about using protection. And Chris says that they never really talked about it. Mm-hmm. In early March, 20-year-old uh, Lacey became pregnant, and she was ecstatic. I bet. Chris and Lacey decided to get married, but Chris claimed it was clear right away that she didn't actually want him to be part of her life. Uh, She did things like picked the baby's name without his input and then told him he wasn't the baby's father. Yeah, she said that the real dad was her old boyfriend, Blake. I mean, it's like, remember in the 80s and 90s when everybody had a boyfriend from camp that lived in Canada? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I had one or two of those. (laughs) (laughs) I did in my mind. I don't think I I don't know if I actually, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm not that much of a dreamed of meeting. <laughs> yeah, dreamed of meeting a boyfriend at camp, but then we never went to camp. I know. Well, I went. I went once. It was an awful, awful experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a Baptist church camp. Yeah, you guys gonna really fill in them? Yeah, we won't. We won't go down that road. We could do some kind of culty Baptist yeah. um, episode because we had a lot of experience with like Pentecostal and Baptist church growing up. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Christian religion in general, but it can get it can get pretty spooky. Yeah. So <laughs> quick uh, back back to the case. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, but that's all I can think about when I hear about Blake. Like, of course, you've got a Blake. Right. Everybody had a Blake mm-hmm. in the eighties and nineties. Right. Mine's name would have been Jordan from New. Oh yeah, she was Jordan. <laughs> I was full Joe, full Joey McIntyre. Uh, still am a little bit, even though I'm a homosexual woman. Who's, <laughs> Blue, blue eyes still. Uh, so sweet. Make me feel some kind of way. 
So uh, Chris says that he was devastated and felt that she used him to get pregnant, but didn't want a father figure to be in the mix. Uh, she started to tell everyone that Blake was the baby's father. Uh-huh. So Lacey gave birth to Garnet, Paul, Thompson, Johnson, Spears. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry to laugh at that poor, poor baby's name. Yeah. I know. How did I miss that when reading this case? Will you say it one more time? Sure. <laughs> Lacey gave birth to Garnet, Paul, Thompson, Johnson, Spears. Oh, I love that name. I, I... <laughs> If I had a poor, if I had a kid, I would name them something crazy like that, like yeah. Jimmy J.J. Jones, Johnson Thompson, <laughs> Spears. Yeah, Spears. Well, it made me think of just uh, it's. Well, I'm not going to go into that. What did it make you think of? We can cut it out. Okay, I was just how young. It's a young thing. A young mom yes. would just pick every name that she likes and yeah. put it together. Yeah, it's really true. Yeah, and Garnet was born on December third, two thousand eight. His birth went well, and he was born healthy without any complications. Lacey flooded her MySpace page with pictures of Garnet without, within hours of his birth. Oh, God. Yeah. That's such a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. I mean, everybody, you know, has are welcome to do what Yeah, but yeah. I think... Something sh- could be sacred, maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. sacred. Or just take, yeah. a, take a breeze Exactly. Exactly. On December 5th, they were discharged from the hospital. Uh, Garnet was released by the medical staff as a healthy baby with no medical problems. Um, this next part is intense and it's very detailed. And I'm not going to go. I'm not going to like give you every single detail of his medical history for the five years of his life. Um, but I do think it's important to see just how much she did to him mm-hmm. in the first year. So, just a heads up that it's, it's going to be a little brutal. bit of a. Yeah, we're going to have to get through this to then move on through the rest of the story. So Garnet was released, and then two days later, Lacey brought in her four-day-old into the emergency room, uh, complaining that he was running a high fever and had jaundice. Uh, they were, she also said he was pulling his, at his ears, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not even sure a four-day-old baby could have the reflex do. to do that. Yeah, but I don't good know. point. Yeah. Good point. Um, Garnet was examined by doctors who found nothing wrong with him and sent him home. Yep. Uh, the day after Christmas, Lacey brought Garnet back to the emergency room saying he was sick again. They could find nothing wrong. Uh, and this would begin a pattern of Lacey bringing her infant to either the hospital or doctor's clinic almost daily. Oh my God. Um, which as a mother, I, the, like, I hate taking the kids to the doctor because it's such a cesspool, especially when they're tiny yeah. infants. I, I was just going to say, isn't that kind of the worst possible thing you could place you could take a baby is to, to the hospital yeah. when they're that young right. and they don't have immune systems? Right. In December, January, flu season. You know. No. Yeah. No. But she clearly didn't care. Uh, by January 13th, when Garnet was six weeks old, his pediatrician wrote in his medical record that he suspected Lacey might suffer from Munchausen syndrome mm-hmm. by proxy. He even uh, went so far as reporting her to the medical social services. Wow. Uh, she was interviewed by an investigator once, and a social worker stopped by her apartment a few times, but Lacey was never home. Uh, the investigation into child abuse never went any further. That's crazy. I, I mean, and I know that the system is so overwhelmed, but ugh, just go back a couple more times, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Well, and it also makes me think about how often 
do investigations to stop because they can't find you know like yeah it just seems kind of crazy I think there would be yeah i don't know like there needs a, to be a way to actually really follow up with people yeah like there needs to be so many points of contact before an investigation is closed right a few days later Lacey brought her baby to a different hospital where he was diagnosed with reflux and had his first surgical procedure she was telling doctors that the baby couldn't eat Mm -hmm. um but there didn't seem to be any actual proof of that Uh. we'll talk about more uh, there were also reports at this time of Lacey's behavior toward Garnet becoming abusive. And remember, he's, you know, two months old at this point. God. A friend tells a story of her, quote, spanking her infant because Ugh. he was, quote, acting out at a restaurant. Oh, my God. A different friend witnessed Lacey screaming at Garnet in a Walmart parking lot. The friend became so concerned about the baby's safety that she called CPS to report her. So it's a second report. Yeah. Yeah. So on February 4th, Garnet underwent a Nissen fundoduplication procedure after being diagnosed with failure to thrive and reflux disease by a gastroenterologist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good job. Thanks. So at ni- nine weeks old, uh, this I'm going to tell you about the procedure. So at nine weeks old, Garnet was put under general anesthesia. Mm. The surgeon then made a small incision in Garnet's stomach. Uh, he then wrapped the upper curve of the stomach around the esophagus to form a cup, mm. which was then sewed into place. Uh, it functioned as a barrier, preventing food from coming back up through the esophagus. From now on, it would be impossible for Garnet to ever vomit. Again. Oh, my God. So I don't know if you know, but did they do any actual like studying of the baby? Did they keep an eye on him to make sure that her claims were founded or they just took her word for it and did this yeah, procedure. I think with this one in particular, she tried to get the other uh, doctors to do it and they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but this doctor decided to, and a lot of what I was reading about one of the pro- tricky parts with Munchausen's is that, um, doctors are told pediatricians in particular are told to trust the mother, that mm-hmm. they, they are usually the ones that know the, they are the ones that know the child the best. Yep. Um, and so I think it's really hard to, when you've got an infant, unless you're going to keep them under observation, you know, yeah. for multiple days, if a mom's coming in and then complaining of terrible reflux and vomiting, yep. um, and if the baby's not gaining weight, yep. then I guess, I mean, this procedure in particular seems very, really extreme, really invasive and extreme yep. and has lifelong consequences for him. Yeah. So I don't know what, yeah. what happened to get the doctor to give the go-ahead but well and that's yeah. yeah that's a good point to bring up about trusting the mother i mean sadie is a doula she's a trained doula she worked in midwifery for years and in childbirth education and so i'm gonna just go ahead and speak for her as the expert <laughs> but uh one thing that i know through being sisters with somebody with that level of expertise is that mothers are not listened to nobody listens to the mothers mm-hmm. they you don't have a lot of um agency over your own body or your, you know, what you need and what you need as a mother. And so that's, that's a really tricky and interesting thing to think about. It's like Mm -hmm. in a country that doesn't actually listen to mothers and doesn't take them seriously, you know, the overwhelming majority of the time, then you have the one mother, you know, out of a billion mothers who Mm -hmm. needs to not be listened to. And, you know, 
like where where do you draw that line where do you you know how do you keep that kid safe and I think it's just really hard to do so especially if she's just going to persistently go to different doctors which I know Mm -hmm. is the case in a lot of Munchausen's cases Mm -hmm. um just go to different doctors until you find one who's like okay no problem I'll reverse this kid's ability to vomit Mm -hmm. for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. because you said I should yeah uh, the other interesting part of the, all of this is the medical side. They're uh, so worried about litigation right? Um, that they often will err to be more cautious, to do more invasive tests, to, you know, if the mom keeps saying, this is what we need, this is what they what we need, they'll do it just right. in hopes to get the mom to go away more or yeah. less. Yep. Um, so, yeah, a lot, a lot of different things come into play into, in Garnet's story. Yep. Um, so soon after his surgery, he's brought back to the hospital because he would not take his bottles of formula. After doctors are unsuccessful in trying to feed him with a bottle, uh, which Lacey brought from home, mm-hmm. they had a nasal feeding tube inserted. Mm-hmm. Um, and through all of this, after every procedure is complete, Lacey is sure to post photos on MySpace to show off her sick baby. Yeah. On February 11th, Lacey is once again back at the hospital because Garnet would not feed from his bottle. A nurse manages to get him to eat from Lacey's bottle that she brought from home, but then he quickly becomes lethargic. Yeah. Uh, when asked, Lacey, when asked, Lacey said that the bottle contained quote improper formula. Hmm. Uh, so blood tests are don- done and show sodium levels that were critically high. Uh, Garnet started having seizures and stopped breathing. He was intubated and had to be airlifted to a larger hospital in Birmingham uh, for emergency treatment. Oh, Garnet was so severely dehydrated that he went into shock. Oh my God! How old was he at this point? That was February eleventh. Uh, three months old. Oh my God! Yeah. He was put on a spinal tap and treated with IV fluids. He was di- diagnosed with hypernatremia, mm. which is uh, high levels of sodium in the blood. Wow. It took days to stabilize uh, him, but after two weeks uh, staying in the hospital, Garnet was released back into Lacey's care. Jesus. Uh, the hospital staff had concerns about Lacey and her ability to care for her child, but no steps were taken to protect Garnet. That's crazy. I mean, how did they think he got so much sodium in his system? They, yeah, they don't know. I don't, it, at this point, it, I, they didn't really look into it a whole lot. That's nuts. Because that's not Mm -hmm. something that just shows up, you know? It's not like Mm -hmm. heart failure or something. Right. (laughs) Come from a million different places. Like, that's a really specific thing that you can trace back to a very specific place. So, Mm -hmm. anyway. In the spring, Garnet suffered continued eating problems. Uh, He also started to suffer severe chronic ear infections. Mm -hmm. The ear infections were so bad uh, that the doctors suspected Lacey had caused the damage. Garnet went through surgery on April, April 6th to repair large bilateral perforations to both eardrums. Oh, no. Uh, but despite this treatment, he continued to suffer uh, from terrible ear infections, uh, getting so bad that they would constantly ooze blood and pus. Oh, God. I mean, again, <laughs> like bilateral perforations to a baby's ear, that's not just... You know, like put the kid needs tubes inserted or something. It's right. actually perforated. Right. Ugh, poor baby. You know. 
On June 20th, Garnett was once again in such serious condition. He was airlifted to the Children's Hospital in Birmingham. Uh, he was bleeding from his eyes, nose, mouth, and ears. Oh God. I know. I couldn't really find a lot of details on what that was all about, but he recovered. So during every hospital stay and after each surgery, Lacey would take pictures of her child and post them all over her social social media pages, which now included Twitter and Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, when Garnet was in the care of others, he would thrive, eating and drinking normally. It's just so sad. I just can't believe yeah. nobody intervened. I know. In August, Lacey decides Garnet should have a feeding tube implanted in his stomach. When doctors at one hospital refused to do the procedure, she would go from hospital to hospital requesting the procedure. Mm -hmm. She finally found a doctor who would perform the operation, and on September 1st, a feeding tube was inserted into the 10-month-old baby's stomach. God. From now on, Lacey would have visible proof that Garnet was suffering from severe medical issues. She would also be able to feed him anything she wanted through a tube that went directly into his stomach. Ah, it's so sad. It's so scary. It's so scary. Before Garnet turned a year old, he had been admitted to the hospital 23 times. That's bonkers. Admitted. That's bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this pattern of doctor's visits, hospital stays, and social media posts for sympathy would continue. Lacey's lies got more serious and dramatic. Um, she was a member of multiple local churches who she would lie to in order to get money mm -hmm. and other charity items to support her, quote, sick child. One church even asked her to leave. Uh, the church secretary later told police that Lacey had issues and couldn't be left alone in a room. Quote, she'd lie, cheat, and steal anything not tied down. Wow. Yeah. So she was just blatantly stealing on top of covertly stealing. Yes. Yes. So just before Garnet's second birthday in November 2010, Lacey moved them to Florida to live with her grandmother. She also got Garnet a dachshund puppy named Odie. Aww. They were inseparable right away. Um, although Lacey painted a happy picture online of how much she enjoyed the dog, neighbors complained the dog would be left in the garage in sweltering heat and would cry and howl all day long. All right, now you've really done it, Lacey. Like, now you've really crossed the line. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah. Poor things. Uh, yep. I wonder if that dog, too, it sounds like he probably had an instinctive need to protect the poor little kid. If yeah. he was by his side, you know, like glued to his side. Mm -hmm. yeah. Poor sweethearts. Uh, so while, while in Florida, she started attending multiple mom's groups that focused on organic food, vegan diets, and more, quote, natural healing oh, methods. No. Yeah. And as Courtney mentioned, I was a doula for many, many, many years. And I think there's a place for all of that. Yes. But <laughs> it can be taken too far for sure. Yes, I mean, like for sure. Uh, orthorexia, if you've not heard of it, yeah. you know, living in Portland, Sadie and I lived there for about a decade. And, you know, you see a lot of cases of people way overdoing exercise and nutrition and health. It, it just like mm -hmm. as a, it's an eating disorder. It's just a different sort of eating disorder that's come out of this health craze, the rise of the health craze. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, combine that with well, Munchausen's and social media and you get a real... Right. Real sweet stew. I don't know why stew is pressing me. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, uh, well, especially when, when parents start putting their super extreme diets on their children. Right. It's not healthy for anybody. Right. Yeah. Babies can be healthy and vegetarian or vegan or whatever. There are ways to do it, but. Um, yeah. 
You got to be real careful, guys. I, speaking as a vegetarian of a billion years, um, <laughs> got to be really careful. Yeah. She started bringing Garnet to a doctor of oriental medicine who had ma- her master's in Chinese herbology. She also met with a holistic health and fitness consultant who devised a vegan plant-based meal plan for Garnet. Mm-hmm. Lacey fed these meals to him through his feeding tube. Yikes. Uh, one day, Lacey wrote on Facebook, quote, Oops, just gave Garnet eight hours of herbs in 20 minutes. What? Guess next time I better check his flow rate. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, herbs will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Herbs will kill a grown person. I mean, yeah. anything will kill anybody. If you put in, right. like, I'll, yeah. Straight into his stomach where he cannot vomit. Oops. Oops. Uh, This became Lacey's new persona, and she declares on Facebook that she is done with modern medicine, including antibiotics and vaccinations. No, people, no. Yeah. Lacey's family was not happy with this decision, and Garnet's health troubles continued. The Florida Department of Children and Families was contacted multiple times by people concerned for Garnet, uh, and an investigation into Lacey was launched. But after interviewing her and her friends and family, they dismissed the charges, telling her to feed him a, quote, normal diet and to schedule an appointment with a pediatrician. So they followed up and were just like, don't do that anymore. Have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the, in the book um, where, like I said, I got a lot of this information. They go into more detail on like all the specifics of what was said and who was interviewed. And, sure. But she was very good at making herself seemed like a perfect mother and yep. there was lots of toys for garnet and um she talked a good talk yep yep so it was easy for them to say okay well people just don't understand what it is she's doing they're judging her for that they're being too extreme she's doing fine mm-hmm. got it yeah yeah and her family through all of this is right behind her i think oh, there wow. was a little bit of tension she moves in with her grandmother and there's a tension a little bit of tension when she starts the vegan diet mm-hmm. with her grandma mm-hmm. um for garnet but otherwise they None of them can believe that she would actually harm him. Well, that's the that's the thing about this kind of behavior and sociopathic behavior. It's like when somebody says these things, like, why wouldn't you believe them? You know, you'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, this poor baby, this poor mom, her, you know, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. the ma- vast majority of people don't make things like this up. They don't make anything up. You know, we're just, right. as a society, lying is, we just don't lie. It's not something you right. do. And so when people lie to that extreme, of course you have to believe right. them and stand by well, them. I know that yeah for most moms just having your kid get sick at all a cold puking like that it's heart-wrenching yeah so stressful so stressful and to yeah the thought of um, somebody making this up or causing yeah. it is really hard to even begin to imagine and if you know this person and you know her and you, you yeah know, you like hang out with her you're not gonna go to like oh she's probably causing this for her kid Absolutely. <laughs> no. especially that it's your family yeah. member and you love them and you don't understand mm-hmm. if you haven't had any contact with anybody with the personality disorder of like you just wouldn't know all the red right. flags to look for um, so once settled into their new home in florida Lacey decides uh, that she's ready for another baby oh no yeah and would constantly talk about it in her mom's groups she even picked the name for this new baby she would call her uh, granite okay <laughs> just leave that one alone leave I that know. right there um eventually one of her new friends offered her husband up for sex what to yep yeah, to give garnet a sibling 
And that's quite a friend. That's a, that's. I mean, that also just shows the power of Lacey's manipulation. You know, mm-hmm. people are easily persuaded, and there's this kind of crazy cult mentality that goes behind certain things. But to be like, you know, I really want you to have this. You can use my husband. That's yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Uh, so Lacey accepted the offer and began sleeping with the man. Uh, but things fell apart when Lacey's friend became jealous. Well, yeah. <laughs> of course they know. I don't know what I don't know where she's really thought no. that was headed, and but. look I'm I'm I don't want to I want to be clear like I'm I'm down with all the different kinds of relationships and family styles and scenarios that people have in their own personal lives you know you can mm-hmm. share your husband if you want to but um that it's you're probably going to get jealous right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Lacey did not become pregnant, but this isn't going to be the last time that she tries. I'm sure. Yeah. Garnet's third year of life continued similarly as the first two, full of unexplained ear infections, fevers, eating troubles. Uh, Lacey started two Facebook pages called Garnet's Journey. So two separate, two separate ones, ones, but they were called the same. Yay. Uh, to talk about parenting a chronically ill child. Uh, the reason she created two separate pages uh, was so that she could have one for family and really close friends mm-hmm. and one for people who didn't know her as well. Got it. So she would talk a lot about Garnet's dad, Blake, uh, who, according to Lacey, suddenly died in a tragic car accident, mm-hmm. but only in posts that her close friends and family could not see. Of course, because they knew better. Right. Uh, she posted a photo of Blake, and when one of her friends saw the picture... She thought it looked strange as he was super handsome and looked like a model. Mm-hmm. So she did the smart thing and Google searched mm-hmm. the image and uh, found it was a stock photo on one, <laughs> on a photo agency's website. I was just going to say a picture like a stock photo of a guy in an office or something like. <laughs> right. <laughs> they have. I have access to it. Oh, it on please do. I, I love will. nothing more than a good stock photo boyfriend. Uh, yep. Yeah. I know. Courtney and I both love to, um, like, overly... I don't know if we should talk about no, it. No, tell... You know, I, I just... I'm proud of this woman. She was like, no, I smell a fish Oh, here. yeah. Dug oh, in. yeah. I'm, yeah, everybody loves I'm to do that. I'm not afraid to admit that, that I'm the, you know, top 5% internet stalker in the United States. And so it's... <laughs> Sadie, maybe slightly less so, but still, you know... Yeah above average and then our best friends i mean who isn't if you if you're yeah. well that's not true my wife doesn't have, want to have anything to do with internet stalking but i would say that the majority oh, yeah. of women no. and probably to some degree men uh we know we know what's up we know how to, <laughs> we know how to right. sniff out <laughs> some internet information i mean listen if you stop talking if you have this boyfriend that you talk about every other day and then you stop talking about him i will hunt it down i will figure out whether or not exactly we're just talking about that i have a serious (laughs) preoccupation with the breakups of people that i don't know and i posted that once on instagram and a friend of mine said that she has gone so far as to zoom in on mail on the table like uh letters (laughs) like bills to see if the other person's name has been removed which is there you go that's Uh, next level level. and i uh i hope she's listening trophy emoji (laughs) back that's just you win yeah Yeah, you win (laughs) um so just like in alabama her friends in florida became suspicious of Lacey's stories and of the cause of all all of garnet's illnesses Mm -hmm. Lacey told her friends that she had brain cancer oh my god 
she would tell them that she had miscarriages. Uh, she told one friend that she was raped, uh, but didn't want to report it. Yeah. And the inconsistencies in her stories of Blake's death were starting to add up as well. Yep. Uh, while in Florida, Lacey learned about a local Waldorf school uh, that was in Florida, and she became very intrigued by their philosophies. I bet. Uh, she did some research online and found their Green Meadow Wal- Waldorf School in Chestnut Ridge, New York. Uh, Lacey learned that in return for working for the fellowship community, which is part of this Waldorf school, um, she would get a free, she would get free room and board, um, as well as education for Garnet. Mm -hmm. Um, and the community sounds like just one of those sort of quote hippie communities where they live together, work together. They have farms, they care for the elderly. Yep. Um, kind of idyllic, really. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Well, that's the thing. Those intentional communities. It sounds super sweet, mm-hmm. but then you get somebody. It's usually a sociopath in the mix that, like, mm-hmm. you know, turns has to sour the sour the sweet thing they've got going on, and yeah. here comes Lacey to just to be that yep. person. Yep. So she applied. Uh, the application was full of lies, and she was invited to join the community. Of course. Before they left for New York, Garnet's beloved dog, Odie, was found dead in a neighbor's yard. Uh, Lacey told some people that the puppy drowned in the bathtub, and she told others that it ate a poisonous frog. Again, once again, cross the line, Lacey. Yeah. <laughs> kills puppies on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Give a moment of silence for Odie. No. So on November 4th, 2012, Lacey and Garnet arrived in Chestnut Ridge, New York, uh, which is only 30 miles north of New York City. Mm-hmm. Right away, everyone fell in love with Garnet. He was full of energy, running around and introducing himself to everyone he met. Sweetie. You know, he didn't seem ill at all, and the community was shocked to learn of his medical history. Poor kid. No. Uh, Lacey continued the same pattern, telling the fellowship community about Garnet's chronic illnesses and about her fiancé that died. Uh, two days after arriving, she brought Garnet to see the doctor who also lived in the community. Mm-hmm. And she told him, that uh, the doctor, that Garnet had an ear infection. They moved into a large farmhouse that they shared with another member of the group on the fellowship's property mm-hmm. and settled into their new routine. The housemate quickly started complaining that Lacey was stealing her belongings including her clothes and her bedding. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> no. It's like on yeah, she's... Bad Girls Club where they throw each other's mattresses in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Your bedding? Well, they said that, yeah, in the book, they, she described, um, she went away to visit her family for a few days and came back and walked by Lacey's bedroom and the door was open and her, this roommate's bed, like duvet, was on Lacey's bed. What a nut job. Yeah, so she just took it away. <laughs> Didn't try to hide it. Ah, nope. Wow. Uh, yeah, so the leaders of the community told the roommate to take pity on Lacey and to let it go. Yeah. Um, she also would hear Lacey scream at Garnet through the wall, especially during bath time. And one day she walked by Lacey's bedroom, uh, whose door was open, and she saw her standing over Garnet with a tube sticking out of his ear, and she was doing something to it. Uh... I know. Later, the housemate approached Garnet, who was outside with his head down, kicking dirt. 
Uh, she asked him what was wrong, and Garnet, who was normally incredibly outgoing and cheerful, told her, quote, I don't feel good. My ear really hurts. Oh, buddy. It's so <laughs> sad. Yeah. And I'll, of course, post a lot of pictures of Garnet on social. Not Maybe not lots, but a couple. Yeah. Um, he just seemed like such a sweetheart. Yeah. Like, so cheerful. Bright smile. I know. <laughs> so, 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 so sad. It's so hard to yeah. imagine. No. <laughs> um, on Garnet's fourth birthday, Lacey celebrated on Facebook by listing every hospital where he'd spent his previous birthdays. Yeah, that's cool. Cool way to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> um, after being in New York for four months, Garnet is finally seen by a pediatrician, uh, which seems like an awfully long time for a kid who would have, you know, chronic illnesses, if that were true. Yep. He takes a medical history from Lacey, but didn't see any actual medical charts from previous doctors or clinics. Mm -hmm. He referred Garnet to a gastroenterologist to assess his need for uh, a feeding tube, mm -hmm. for his, his feeding tube that he already has. Um, when they went to see the specialist, he told her to get a feeding evaluation to see how many calories he was able to consume orally to decide if the feeding tube was still necessary. But Lacey refused. Uh -huh. um, despite this, he wrote out a prescription allowing her to obtain an IV pole. Uh, and this had a kangaroo pump, uh, which was an internal feeding device with a Mickey button mm -hmm. and connector tube set. Um, so well, there is a picture of this, his Garnet's actual feeding system um, that I'll post online as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically there's the pump that would pump the food into his feeding tube so garnet's g-tube had an opening where you would open it up you'd have a connector to put in there you'd connect that to the tube mm -hmm. and that would bring the food into his stomach got it this will come up more well you know the reason you need to know it is because it comes up later sure. but uh, if you want a visual for exactly what that is i'll post it on on our feeds yeah um so she got the prescription for this device. It included feeding bags and syringes. So Lacey continued to wish for another baby, even going so far as to approach a few couples in the community and ask if she could have sex with the husband of the couple to get uh, pregnant. God, she's just not trying to not make that place awkward for herself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going, yeah. Continue here with this really strained her relationships in the close-knit fellowship community. Yeah, I'll say. And also, I mean, well, I don't need to get into how she could get pregnant if she wanted to. There's possibilities out there. You don't have to go get in the middle of people's That's a really good but... point. Yeah, it's not yeah. hard for a f female human being <laughs> to like <laughs> solicit sex, as far as right. I've been made aware, like 40 years on Earth. It's just not, yes. it's probably the easiest thing not in hard. the world yes. to, to make happen. You don't have to yeah. steal duvets and ask to borrow husbands in your right. small, <laughs> close-knit, intentional community. Yeah. Um, so in the spring of 2013, Lacey made the first of several claims about being sexually harassed by men at the fellowship. Yeah. Police were called in after she reported a man had twice exposed himself to her. The man vehemently denied the allegation and was told to avoid Lacey. No further action was taken. <sighs> uh, in September, Garnet started kindergarten at the Green Meadow Waldorf School. And from the beginning, he really loved it. 
got along well with his classmates and participated happily in all activities. His teacher said, quote, he was great. He was sharp, attentive, and very happy to be in school. There were no problems at all. He was known for his boundless energy. Body. Lacey's story on social media in particular was really different than the teacher's. You know, mm-hmm. According to the teacher, he would get be their first thing, greet all of his classmates as they came in. Um, but Lacey would tell people on Facebook that he didn't want to leave her side and he would cry. And it was really the separation between the two was really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so just again, like more examples of her creating stories to elicit sympathy from yep. her Internet people. Yep. So December 3rd, 2013 marked Garnet's fifth birthday. Lacey celebrated on Facebook by posting 14 random facts about her pregnancy with Garnet. Jesus. Uh, soon after his birthday, the pair flew to Florida to spend holidays with the family. Uh, while there, Lacey sent alarming emails to friends back at the fellowship in New York that Garnet was gravely ill and in the PICU, the pediatric intensive care unit. Mm-hmm. This caused the community uh, much worry, and they were relieved when a few days later she sent follow-up emails that he had recovered and was out of the hospital. When asked about the hospital stay, Rebecca, who's Lacey's older sister, said that there was no illnesses or hospital trips during that visit. Visit Garnet was fine. Mm-hmm. So on Tuesday, January 7th, Garnet returned to school and seemed fine. His teacher said, quote, he was the usual Garnet. He was very happy to be back, very happy to play, uh, happy to do what everyone was doing and eating well. Lacey kept him home from school that Friday, saying that he had a fever and and the stomach flu. It is now investigators believe that Lacey began laying the groundwork for what she was planning to do to her son. Yep. Garnet was getting too old to control, and they theorized that Lacey began to fear he would start telling people about the things she was doing to him. Yep. Uh, She brought Garnet to the doctor, but he could find nothing wrong. He seemed perfectly healthy. Lacey sent emails to his teacher through the weekend saying that he was still very sick with the stomach flu. Uh, But meanwhile, she was posting pictures of a happy, healthy Garnet on Facebook. Wild. Over the weekend, she made multiple Google searches for things like, quote, normal sodium levels for a child, uh, dangers of high sodium levels in a child, and ratio of sodium to blood. No. So Lacey took Garnet to the pediatrician in a hospital a few times during this period, uh, claiming that Garnet had a high fever, which he didn't, and that he was having seizures. Uh, the test results all came back normal, but the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with the boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and from here, the rest of the story really ramps up super quickly and gets really crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is where we're going to end part one. Uh, I know. I'm really uh, sorry, you guys. <laughs> I promise it's going to be worth coming back for. Uh, and we will do our best to get it out sooner than a week if yep. we can. Yep. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And uh, also... I'll try to work on a little bit of bonus content if I can. No promises, but we'll see what we can do. <laughs> Is it you like singing the national anthem or something? <laughs> the booster. Well, or that was spirits. gonna. I was gonna let that be a cliffhanger. So oh, people so could, sorry. Like, yeah, but <laughs> I gave away all your secrets. <laughs> tune in to an ill-conceived, out of tune version of the national anthem. Like yours truly. The, 
most patriotic person on the planet. I am, I am actually. I love our country. I Absolutely. Just, yeah. Maybe not the people in charge at the moment. Hey. This we, place rules. I don't know why I was suddenly standing up for this administration that I can't stand, but we're not going <laughs> to. Plot twist. Sadie's a Trump supporter. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if people don't already know that about me, then they yeah. don't know me. Yeah, I know. We just lost, like, all of our followers. Would have been plot them. twist. Yeah. All of our followers are Trump supporters. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, wow. Well, I, I mean, phenomenal job. And thanks. short of reading a 400-page book verbatim, uh, you did a really good job. Thank and you. Let's all say some prayers for babies suffering from their mother's munchausen's by proxy Mm -hmm. right now because it is a truly truly tragic and awful disease that's right um yeah see something say something yes again once again if there's any it might be an awkward situation when you find out that the baby is actually legitimately chronically ill but if you have any suspicion that maybe they're not go ahead and act on that suspicion because you could save a life and save a lot of suffering so uh in the meantime while we cook up the second half of the story uh you can follow us on social media at they will kill on instagram twitter and facebook our website is theywillkill.com and you can email us at they will kill podcast at gmail.com yeah don't forget to rate review subscribe uh, you can find us on all sorts of lovely podcast whatever they're called platforms platforms yeah Absolutely. And thank you, as always, to A.J. Bergantz for our beautiful music. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate you. So much. And remember... Uh, you know, wash those fucking hands, guys. Yeah, wash don't them. be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a jerk to yourself and your neighbors. Clean your phone. That's a good thing to remember. Mm-hmm. Disinfect your phone as often as you can. Uh, drink lots of water. I don't. This isn't a tip that I've seen as widely circulated, but there are reports that drinking water pushes the virus i heard that's total bullshit stomach oh 100 percent bullshit no. well no. go ahead and drink Don't water anyway <laughs> okay drink water anyway because it's really good to stay hydrated yeah, or you. flush your system okay that's good to know i kind of yeah. had a feeling that one was yeah, a bogus tip work. <laughs> but no yeah but yeah go ahead and keep mm-hmm. drinking that water um yeah. watch your hands practice social distancing stay home if you can that's and right. be kind be kind keep cortisol levels down because we will get through this and Mm -hmm. stress is the biggest killer so you know what helps with stress podcasts murder podcasts (laughs) (laughs) about very stressful topics (laughs) but if you're weirdos like us it really calms me down in a lot of very strange ways so yeah escapism is still (laughs) still america's favorite pastime so Mm -hmm. we're here to provide it and we love you very much and very much Uh, We'll talk to you next week or sooner. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully sooner. We really are going to try. Hold us to that promise. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.